This is a 980 CKNW podcast. You are live with the App Show. Mike Agarbo here. I've got a couple app buddies with me today. Graham Williams, John Beeler. We've uh, got a great show. Uh, it's going to be kind of themed around uh, the coronavirus and what you can do to while the hours away, whether that's uh, working from home or just spending time uh, at home. Uh, we'll be talking with the folks over at Zoho. They've got a great suite of apps uh, that'll let you work remotely for free right now, right into July. They've got some really cool little apps, everything from video conferencing to messaging to word processing, webinars. Uh, we'll uh, be talking with the folks there about that. Uh, we'll also cover some of the entertainment news as far as uh, apps and shows and movies. Uh, you've probably got some time on your hands. We're going to tell you some of the uh, the good stuff to, to binge and uh, check out. And uh, some of our favorite game apps uh, as well. Uh, let's uh, look at some of the, the app news uh, right now. Uh, John, you uh, brought this to my attention. Uh, for those people concerned about toilet paper... I can't, for the life of me, find any in any store that I've gone into. I think within a week, things will become dire at the Agarbo household. Already my daughter is uh, starting to get a little uh, anxious. John, is there a way to figure out how much toilet paper we have left and how long it'll last? Strangely, you should ask that, Mike. There is. Someone built a website called howmuchtoiletpaper.com. And if you go there and you tell it how many... Uh, uh, rolls of toilet paper you have and how many visits per day you use, it'll calculate how long you're going to be covered for a two-week uh, self-isolation quarantine. And uh, I'm sure a few people will have a few thousand days worth of supply and, and other people like yourself will be going to t-shirts very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> have you tried this app? I, yeah, it's just a website. Yeah, and it, it's actually kind of fun. I actually literally calculated how much toilet paper I have, and I'm good for 116 days, apparently, uh, minimizing my usage of toilet paper. So I'm good for a long haul. You know what the good thing, Graham, here is? I know where John lives. <laughs> <laughs> I, I apparently am good for 98 days right now. So that's... Oh, you've used it too. Yeah, I, I, I just logged, logged in here. I've got uh, 364% of my quarantine is what it tells me. Uh, that's not including... Sorry, how many days? 198. 98 days. Yeah. So that's not including strategies like uh, go to the bathroom before you get in the shower. So. Oh, oh <laughs> gross. Well, there, if you click on the advanced tab, you can actually adjust how many times and how many wipes and all those types of things. But we won't go into those details. Uh, you know, there's been a big boom in bidets as well. Yes. Right? I think we're losing yes. most of our listeners. Right? <laughs> no, but let's continue. Yeah, bidets are a big thing. Yes. Uh, and this is the thing. I mean, it, it used to be yeah, the bidet was sort of that European thing that no one ever talked about. But they, they've been popping up. I actually had one in my old home. I had uh, one in each of the bathrooms. It took probably about 20 minutes to install. Um, and it was kind of like one of the low-end cheapy models. So I'm, I'm actually I'm going to be making an order for one of the, the better ones now. that uh, They're powered, so they, they heat the water, they heat the seat. Um, it's got an automatic automatic light that it turns on as you approach. It's, it's very much a you know, high-end restroom experience i've had one for a while too and it's it, like graham i had one of the lower end ones and i have been eyeing the more fancy ones uh, after seeing some friends post about it and how they're worried about the toilet paper shortage when we were over in europe john uh, a lot of the bathrooms are like we did some airbnbs they've actually got a separate little i guess is it a what do they call that is that a bidet no yep 
Yeah. Yeah, that'd be a that's bidet. A, that's a bidet. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. When I first saw them last, like a toilet. Yeah, when I first saw them last year, uh, I was traveling with uh, one of our camera guys. Uh, I'm not going to mention his name, <laughs> but we were in this place. I think it was in Prague. And we had no idea what that thing was. That's, it was the, like, that's the weirdest water fountain I've ever seen. Well, it's right. It was beside the toilet. So uh, he just kept peeing in it because <laughs> he thought it was a urinal. And then, you know, finally, I think uh, I asked Christina, who, you know, is uh, traveling right now. Um, you know, I sent her a picture. What is this? Because she's from Bulgaria. Yes. And she's cultured. Like, it's a it's a bidet, Mike. And I'm like, oh, oh. <laughs> Guess you're not supposed to pee in it. It's <laughs> pretty gross. Yeah. Uh, back back to the app news. <laughs> back to the app news. So a, a lot of companies are also giving away their apps uh, free. If you're into music, uh, John, as you are, is it Korg that's giving away some of their uh, their apps for free right now? Yeah, Korg has a couple of their uh, really cool music making apps that they're making available for free. Uh, one is the Chaosolator, uh, and it's uh, it's free for Android and iOS. Us. And normally I think it's about 7 or $8. And then uh, Moog actually has their synthesizer available as well. This is the Model D. This is normally, I think, a $30 Canadian app. And you can actually uh, play with a synthesizer for completely free. Uh, this works on your iPad as well. And you can wirelessly connect to it to an actual key- keyboard if you want to play with it that way. So it's just a really fun way to explore these things that are normally uh, a little bit expensive. But you're really into this kind of thing. And it's completely be free and you don't have to be like a, a musician you can just try this out absolutely yeah I, I would recommend that if you do uh try this out for the first time use headphones just so the people around you don't want to kill you <laughs> especially if you don't know how to do real music precisely so interesting thing i don't know if you've noticed the uh the internet slowing down yeah yeah like I, at home there i've noticed a few times where it's just taking forever for web pages to load i thought is it my connection but now i'm reading that uh over in europe the european union has been talking to netflix because uh they say that they are bogging down the internet as i can imagine because video streaming takes up a lot mm-hmm. of bandwidth and now uh everyone's home streaming so yeah. they're asking netflix to go from hd streaming down to standard definition <laughs> yeah well you know it makes perfect sense that you know the reality is is we're in self-isolating a lot of people are isolating you're, you're inside what are you gonna do i don't even remember what standard definition looks like anymore you know what for our age it looks the same <laughs> <laughs> high, high, high definition my so, my 900 dvd collection that i still have is yeah. st- suddenly looking like not a bad idea there no. you go yeah. Your DVD player out. Hey, big news with Apple this week. Mm-hmm. They have announced with uh, the upcoming uh, new version of iPad OS, they will be supporting trackpads and the Apple Magic Mouse. So essentially turning iPads and iPad Pros into laptops. That's awesome. Yeah. That's going to change things because if you look at a lot of the new iPad Pros and the Apple iPads, they are just as powerful, if not more powerful, than most of the Windows laptops out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, did you see the the keyboard that they brought out for it that has the trackpad built in for the iPad Pro? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, it looks so. Yeah, cool. you're paying for it though. <laughs> it's four hundred dollars, I think. I th- yeah, I think up there. Yeah. Yeah. But, it, but it's, it's got this beautiful cantilever design. So yeah. basically, you know, in the past when you've had an iPad, how's that working? Because the iPad Pro is pretty heavy. It is, but it's got this like this built-in hinge. 
right? I don't. Yeah, from a, uh, a physics standpoint, I don't understand how it's working. Well, it's Steve's, Steve Jobs would say it's magical. It's magical. <laughs> I know I want one, but I don't know if I have four hundred dollars for a freaking keyboard. Well, th- this is kind of the thing that I found when I bought my iPad Pro because I bought the I think it was the two fifty six ten point five inch with the keyboard and the LTE and all that sort of stuff, and it was a fifteen hundred dollar purchase. Yeah. Which is $200 less than a MacBook Pro. Yeah. And they've only kind of gone up in price. So I'll be paying the same for a MacBook Pro as I would for, uh, you know, an iPad Pro. But it, I just love... See, I, my iPad Pro, I've got the smart connector keyboard for mm. it as well. And I take that thing traveling with me all the time. I love it. But the only challenge I have is if I have to start doing any major text editing or spreadsheets, it's a pain. Yeah. So and, this will change everything. And mostly for why? what reason? Because you don't have the sort of mouse or? Yeah, I need yeah. a mouse. Like yeah. when you're doing spreadsheets, you need a, you need a mouse. Yeah. And, and, and text selection with yeah. touch is not, it's not elegant. No, because mm-hmm. you're on the keyboard and yeah. you don't want to have to raise your, I know, the struggle, right? <laughs> <laughs> to raise your hand up to the yeah. screen. It, it's the funniest thing though, because I, I have the same thing. I have the iPad Pro and I have the keyboard, uh, not the fully, but the, the uh, magnetic one. And I find that when I switch back and forth to my MacBook Pro, I'm constantly reaching out and trying to touch the screen. So this seems like the perfect answer for I'm me. Excited for this uh, new iPad update. We'll keep you in the loop on that. Yeah, we've got uh, a good show for you. Uh, Coming up shortly, we'll be talking with the friends uh, over at Zoho. They've got this great uh, suite of apps. It's free till July, and it's got everything you need to work from home. It's actually really good. Uh, Everything from video conferencing to messaging to word processing, uh, spreadsheets, if you want to do webinars or training. They've got it all, and again, you can use it free through the uh, the web, which is kind of a cool thing. We'll also be talking about some of the uh, the, the good TV shows and movies to uh, check out and some of our favorite uh, game apps as well. Don't forget to hit our website if you want to enter our weekly contests. Right now, we're giving away a Google Nest Mini. GetConnectedMedia.com. Go to the newsletter tab, and if you subscribe, you're automatically entered to win. And the great thing is you're entered to win all of the contests throughout the year. And we are literally giving away thousands of prizes. Again, getconnectedmedia.com. Hit the newsletter tab and subscribe to win. When we come back, how to work from home the easy way. Back after this. You are back with the app show. Mike Agarbo here in studio. Continuing to uh, talk about uh, apps and technology to uh, not only work remotely but also to while the hours away if you're in self-isolation right now we want to talk about uh, working remotely of course there's uh, a lot of different uh, programs and apps that are available out there we want to talk uh, about a cool one we came uh, across or a suite of them anyway uh, from zoho that's spelled uh, z-o-h-o on the line we've uh, got chandra shaker from zoho thanks for joining us today Thank you, Mike, for having me on the show. Appreciate it. Uh, I want to talk about your remotely suite, but before we get into that, uh, just maybe a, a quick uh, description or uh, uh, you know what your company is all about and how long it's been around. Absolutely. So Zeho is a company that's been around for the last 24 years. So uh, we make a lot of uh, cloud-based services, and we have over 45 different products that we make for businesses. Right now, uh, we will talk about uh, remotely. Uh, this is a, a suite of uh, different apps uh, to allow uh, people to work from home. And from what I understand, uh, you're offering this up free right now into July. That is correct, uh, Mike. Well, Zoho Remotely was something that we assembled remotely. All of us have been working. The company has gone with the remote work uh, remote work policy from the end of February. And as of uh, 
the 1st of March, we did not have the suite. By 6th of March, we decided we're going to club a whole lot of tools that we had used for our remote work purpose and uh, assemble that as a bundle and made it available for anybody who wants to explore the possibilities of working remote. So let me get this straight. You put this together, uh, sorry, inside of a week? Yes, we did. Uh, obviously, this, these these apps are, are probably based on some of the ones you have existing now. We actually had these services available for close to five or six years. Some of them have been existing for even for over a decade right now. What we did was we assembled them in a meaningful way that businesses can start using it across the board and come collaborate and do project management or do you know video conferencing uh, and enable work for remote work. Well, uh, you know, this uh, obviously comes uh, at a, a good time, uh, even with uh, our work now, uh, more and more of our uh, uh, employees uh, are working from home. And I think probably by next week, they all uh, will be. But, you know, the challenge is, how do you keep business going? How do you keep in touch? Talk about some of the, uh, the, the apps that are part of the Remotely suite. Absolutely. In fact, the way we would actually uh, take a look at Remotely is, Uh, different categories. So when it comes to working remotely, the first piece of it is communication. How do you communicate with with your uh, employees, with uh, the workforce? So it's instant communication where we have uh, something for internal communication, and then there is something for external communication, which is called the Zoho Meeting uh, product, where you can use it for web conferencing, video conferencing, and even doing webinars. And then there is another uh, aspect of Zoho Meeting, which is to do or another pro- pro- product in the suite called uh, Showtime, which can you can use for training. So when it comes to communication, there's internal and external, and we address that using Zoho Meeting, Zoho Click, and Zoho Showtime. And there are three different aspects again. So sharing documents or files, and then project management. If you're a company that wants to work on projects and you want to kind of do the traditional waterfall-based project management, we have what's called Zoho Projects that's included in Remotely. And if you're into uh, agile manage- agile practices, then you have Zoho Sprints that's included in Remotely. And Zoho Sprints uh, is also a part of Remotely. So that's the collaboration piece. Then the third aspect of Remotely is remote assistance. What if you are into the IT business and you want to um, you know, de- do desktop sharing and screen sharing and help people with IT issues. Then there is the whole notion of field services, people out there, plumbers and technicians who are going to be out there and they want to be showing what's happening on the field. So that's where Zoho Lens comes in, where you turn and stream everything from your phone over to someone who's sitting at an office or the home office and trying to help people to fix issues. So that's what Zoho Lens would do. So that's with remote assistance. And finally, it's productivity. Things like word processor, spreadsheet, and uh, presentation software that's included, uh, that's a part of the bundle. Uh, just quickly on the uh, the word processor, spreadsheet, and uh, presentation. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, we all kind of use different programs, whether that's kind of the Apple ecosystem, uh, you know, with Pages uh, and um, Keynote, uh, and on the Microsoft side, uh, you know, Word and Excel. What's the compatibility like, uh, you know, bringing those files into the into these programs? It's definitely compatible with most of the softwares out there, and uh, you can bring in and export it into the Zoho format, and from Zoho format, you can convert it into your format of choice. Getting over to the meeting side, and, you know, this is kind of an important thing. It's always good to have that uh, face-to-face 
you know, communication. And obviously, when you're working in an office, that's not a problem. You can have a meeting down in the boardroom or coffee shop. Uh, how many people can access, uh, you know, the video uh, component of, of the meeting app? So as far as the number of uh, attendees are concerned in a meeting, you can have as many as 100 people come into a meeting. But if you're doing a webinar, we had a webinar last week where we had close to 400 people joining the webinar session. Pretty, pretty powerful. And uh, as far as messaging, what, uh, how do you handle that? So the messaging piece, uh, internal communication, like I said, we have what's called the Zoho Click, which is which allows you to not just do instant messaging on your mobile and your desktop, it also supports audio conferencing and audio calls and video calls. So let's say you're having a conversation with uh, someone who is within your organization, you don't have to go to Zoho meeting. You can just go into Zoho Click from your desktop or you can even do a video call with them. We're talking with Shannon Shakar. He's uh, with Zoho, spelled Z-O-H-O. They're offering their uh, remotely uh, suite of uh, apps uh, during the pandemic here, which will be free uh, at least till July 1st, 2020. And hopefully things will be better by then. Where can people uh, access this, uh, Shannon Shakar? Uh, they just have to go to zoho.com forward slash remotely, and you will have uh, the ability to sign up and start using it straight away. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you very much for having me on the show. Appreciate it. Still lots more to talk about here on the App Show. Uh, if you need to while the hours away uh, once you've finished your work, we're going to tell you uh, some of the uh, the best shows and movies uh, that you can uh, binge while uh, you're at home. And later on, uh, some of the uh, best uh, games and uh, activities uh, that you can uh, access as well. You're listening to the App Show here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You are back with the app show, Mike, Graham, and John here talking all about uh, the coronavirus and uh, the different types of apps and tech you can use to uh, not only get work done, but uh, also relax uh, as well. I want to talk about uh, entertainment. Uh, obviously, we're going to have some time on our hands as we're going to be spending a lot more time at uh, home. And uh, it was interesting, uh, some of the news right now, uh, we mentioned on Get Connected, uh, our sister show yesterday, that uh, Disney was releasing Frozen 2 months earlier uh they've done that with uh star wars uh as well and uh one of the big uh, uh movie companies universal is basically releasing movies that they have in theater right now or that were in theater because <laughs> the theaters are shut uh you can get them on demand right away this is sort of an interesting play because typically in the past they've avoided doing this in order to not alienate the theaters it's been this bit of a you know power push back and forth you want to give people the things that they want, but you also want your movie shown in theaters. And if you push things direct to home release without going through them first, they're going to stop screening your movies. And so now with theaters being shut down, you know, across North America, this is actually kind of the first opportunity that one of these companies has to look at this and go, is this actually a, a, a reasonable revenue stream where we could possibly worry about weathering that if it did come to it? Well, we'll have to uh, see. So let's talk about some of our favorite uh, shows uh, that we would recommend people watch while they have some time. Uh, for me, I'll start. Mm -hmm. uh, Westworld Season 3 is uh, just coming out uh, now. And so if you haven't checked this out, this is uh, a great series. Anthony Hopkins uh, has, uh, is in it. Uh, a number of other great actors uh, based on the, the movie with Yul Brenner back in the 70s, but yeah. obviously updated uh and super cool. So they've actually got two seasons already done mm -hmm. that you can uh, binge. 
Now, are they are they releasing this one episode at a time, or are they doing season the whole... three? They are, yes, season, yeah. But uh, you've got two seasons to to get caught up on if you haven't checked it out. Fair enough. It, it, it's also worth noting too that uh, one of the co-creators of it is Jonathan Nolan, Christopher Nolan's brother, and Lisa Joy is the other creator, and they have just sort of knocked it out of the park as far as what our sort of close future might look like and also what our Android future might look like. So it's really worth checking out if you're even remotely interested in science fiction at all. And and you don't have to be because the story is so good in there, but it is kind of freaky. Yeah. Thinking about where technology could yeah. go if we let it. Yeah. And of course we will. I, I've only seen to the end of the first season, which I found was a very dramatic conclusion. I thought it was great. Yeah. Um, but I, I kind of like season two came out and I watched the first 10 minutes and got distracted by something shiny and just haven't come back yet. So I think there's an opportunity there to to get caught up. John, what's uh, a show or series you'd recommend? Um, I really love of the Americans. If you can catch that somewhere, um, there's uh, I forget how many seasons they have. But it was one of my favorite shows that was episodic in that it was only released every week. And uh, I just love that show. It's completely done now, so it does come come to a conclusion. Um, but it's basically about uh, a couple of uh, uh, Russian spies that are embedded in the U.S. during the Cold War. And it's seeing the world through their, their eyes uh, in America in the 80s. And uh, it's a fantastic series. I highly recommend uh, checking out. Yes. Graham, what do you got? Uh, I've got? I've got a couple for you. So uh, there is on Apple TV, uh, Servant. Uh, oh, so good. And Night so Shyamalan. Good. And so this was an interesting thing. Obviously, they released it episodically week after week. And now it's all available to watch all at once. And you know what the bad thing about it is? There's not enough episodes. <laughs> like how many episodes were there? Like 10? Other eight or 10, yeah. 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 And I mean, I, I, I found like rarely do I... Am I interested in, in, in appointment television? But I'm finding now with the way that they're releasing shows, it gets released at a certain time, but I can come back anytime within the next you know day or so whenever I want and watch it. So that's a good one. It's, it's very much, uh, it's interestingly shot. Uh, the acting is, again, fascinating. The, the whole plot is, it, it's a challenging show where sometimes you're just like, what is going on Did, here? Isn't one of the actors the guy from Harry Potter, the redhead? Yes, Rupert Grint is yeah. in it, and I think he does a great job. Oh, so. he's amazing. Yeah. 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 Uh, so that one's a good one. Uh, the other one, uh, I've actually got two more. Uh, Star Trek Picard. Uh, Do you like it? On Crave TV. I am liking it. Speaking yeah. of androids, um, I find as, as fan service, John's not liking it, but his opinion really doesn't matter. Um, you know, it, <laughs> it has given us an opportunity to get back in touch with some characters, I think, that uh, a lot of us had thought we'd said goodbye to a long time ago. Yeah, a lot of the characters from Star Trek The Next Generation that yes. we watched... Um, in the, 90s. in the 90s. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I was glued to that. Yeah. 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 So I, I'm, I'm quite enjoying it. I do. I do things where it hasn't quite finished yet. We're, we're approaching the, the, the climax. Uh, and there's been some some great stuff that's gone on there. Uh, the last one, actually, speaking of delightfully dystopian futures, uh, is Altered Carbon. And so this is a show that's shot in Vancouver, and it's about a protagonist who consciousness has been digitized. They're in these little chips that are in the back of your neck. And if you die, they can grow you a new body and stick this chip in and ta-da, you're back. Um, I would and, love that. Right. Because I want to live forever. And so uh, in the first season um, has, has one actor. This, I can't remember his name for the life of me. Uh, the second season has Anthony Mackie from uh, Avengers. Uh, he plays Falcon. And uh, this show, it's great for a couple of things. One, uh, it's beautifully shot. Like it's absolutely, it, it, this is a very much a Blade Runner aesthetic. It's 
really great. I find the dialogue to be phenomenal. Like it's just it is at the times it waxes poetic and at times it's just like really gritty, almost film noir stuff. Uh, the action is is great. And there's a character, because this is based on a series of books, there's a character that doesn't show up in the books, played by Chris Connor. He plays an AI version of Edgar Allan Poe. And I've got to say, one of the best performances I've seen on TV in a while. So you can play spot Vancouver in it, see if see if you can spot places around the lower mainland. Uh, but what a, what a great little show to try out. Uh, if you do have uh, HBO, a series that just uh, finished, I think 10 episodes, The Outsider. It's probably one of the best series of TV that I've seen this year. Okay. So far. Uh, it It's based on a Stephen King novel. Mm-hmm. And it is freaky and spooky. It's like a crime, murder mystery, kind of I'm in. supernatural <laughs> uh, bent to it. The acting is phenomenal. I loved it. And so I would highly recommend that. John, you got uh, another one for us? Well, uh, we, we talked about Star Wars being released uh a little early uh, Rise of Skywalker, and uh, it's available on digital platforms to uh, to rent or, or to actually sorry to purchase. Um, make sure you check out the extras though. The, the behind the scenes uh, video that content that they've provided is off the charts amazing. Arguably even better than the movie itself. There's a two hour featurette about uh, the making of the movie, but also they intertwine all the callbacks to all the original. Uh, trilogies as well and you get to see a lot more detail about you know going into the studio with john williams to record the all the new orchestrations how he actually gets put into the movie itself and all the neat things that they did uh uh, a little bit of a spoiler uh kind of but it is john williams is in uh, rise of skywalker in a little scene surrounded by props from all the movies he scored where he was oscar nominated for and it's a really cool little peek into that, that world. Um, and they just did a fantastic job of showing how the movie was made, but also how all the different uh, actors and people involved in the, in the film feel about uh, this being the last one of the, the, you know, the nine movie series as that's, well. That's weird. I thought there were only six. Um, so... <laughs> Uh, the, 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 you know, triple trilogy is actually on sale for 99 bucks right now. So six movies for a hundred dollars, not bad <clears throat> or nine, depending. <laughs> okay. We're going to have to take a break. When we come back, uh, we're going to talk about some of our favorite, uh, games that we're playing right now to, uh, I guess have some fun during yeah. our, uh, off time in self isolation. You're listening to the app show here on the chorus radio network. We will be back shortly after this. You're back with the App Show. Mike Agarbo here with Graham and John talking about uh, different apps and tech we can use uh, during the pandemic here. Obviously, uh, a lot of us will be spending extra time at uh, home. I want to talk about some of the, the lighter side of apps, some of the games uh, that we can uh, uh, try out. John, I'm going to start with you. Uh, what, what are you recommending? Well, uh, I'm a big huge fan of all the Jackbox uh, game packs that you can get. And the great thing about these, these are literally uh, like family-friendly games or not family-friendly, uh, more adult-themed games, trivia games, that kind of thing that you can play uh, together uh, using your smartphone as your controller, basically. And it's available on literally every platform I can think of. You can get it on all of your uh, gaming consoles. You can get it on your computer. You can in- even install it 
installed on a, a Fire TV stick. Uh, and I think it's even available on Apple TV as well as an app for purchase. And the nice thing is, is they have uh, these game packs. I think there's five of them right now. Each one has between five and six games that you can then uh, play. And and everyone gets a, a code on the screen, and then on their phone, they go to a website, they log into that code, and then they can put in their name, and then they show up as a player in the game on the main screen. And then you get trivia questions, you get different kinds of uh, activities you can do. It's super fun. Uh, I played it. I play it all the time, uh, and you can't not like literally have a sore stomach from laughing so hard from some of the some of the games that you can play in it um and i also been trying to figure out like how, how can we do this remotely uh and all you need to do is someone has to host the game on you know an xbox or a nintendo or whatever uh and then you just point someone's phone or camera at that screen and then have a live you know facebook live video and share that with your friends they'll see the game code on this on their screens and then on their smartphones they can then watch uh, or join the game and you can play play remotely that way as well and some some of these games uh you can actually have up to, to 100 players which is kind of crazy when you think about it um but generally for the trivia games and that kind of thing they sort of top out about six or eight players so it's a super fun game you can get the packs for anywhere from a couple of bucks for one game up to uh about 10 or 20 dollars for a whole pack and that's like five, five or six games and uh it's a whole lot of fun i i gotta tell you i love that series of jackbox games so like you're saying it's all sorts of different games from the trivia games uh uh, drawing games like the Pictionary type, it, it's amazing. Like I've, I've played them when we've had uh, you know friends and family over, and you can play these things for hours. And everyone, no matter how much they hate games or they don't want to do them, they all end up playing them. They are just amazing. And I, I play them on Apple TV, which is great. Like you said, I mean it's available on pretty well all different types of uh, formats uh, out there. So uh, the fact that you've come up with that little hack to play it remotely, I think that is uh, super cool. What do you got, Graham, as far as games right now to while the hours away? The big one uh, came out on March 20th, uh, and that is Doom Eternal. Doom Eternal. So back in 1993... How old is that game? <laughs> How old is that game? I remember that. Back in 1993, id Software released this incredible first-person shooter game uh, called Doom, and it it shaped my life. It really did. Yeah. Um, so it, it's been going as a series for quite some time. We saw uh, you know Doom 2 uh, in um, 1994, and then we saw Doom 3 in 2004. Uh, in 2016, they rebooted the Doom series uh, and to just massive critical acclaim. Uh, this thing is... It's ridiculous. You know, it is a uh, gory, visceral first-person shooter. Uh, I believe it is rated M for Mature. This is not T for Teen by any means. So if you've got kids, um, they shouldn't be playing it uh, without your guidance, of course. Uh, but this is the the latest version of it. Uh, they've been working on it, obviously, for four years. Um, and it is absolutely incredible. It's just great arcade madness where you go up against uh, the denizens of hell as they try to take over the universe and you're the only one who can stop them. A truly a, a classic story. What platforms? It is available for uh, PC on Steam. Uh, it is available for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and for Nintendo Switch. Uh, so there's a full gamut of your platforms and Google Stadia, oddly enough. Uh, so for the three of you out there who are using Google Stadia, it is available for you to play. Cool. Yeah. Uh, fun fact about fun fact about Doom is that it, it is typically the the original Doom that 
you mentioned, Graham, is typically the first thing people try to put on a new platform. And people have ported Doom because it's the original version is open source. Uh, they ported it on all kinds of crazy pieces of technology, everything from like graphing calculators to price checkers. You know, you see like at Walmart uh, to computers, Raspberry Pis, you name it. It's kind of a fun little thing. It's like if you can get Doom working on it, you can run anything. Exactly. Okay, I'm going to tell you my favorite game right now. Yep. Uh, and I think I've been playing this, I don't even know how long when it first came out. Remember Age of Empires? Yes. <laughs> this thing came out, when did this thing come out? I think like early 2000s. It's it's old yeah. now. Anyway, they've kind of kept it, Microsoft came out with this. This is basically where you choose like a civilization, um, whether you're like the... Uh, the Phoenicians or the, Phoenicians, the Greeks the or English. yeah, yeah. And you start from like the Dark Ages, building up your little town and your little armies. And you've got all these little guys on there. You've got to have some of them do farming. Some of them are going to dig for gold. Uh, some of them become soldiers. Some, yeah. And I mean, cavalry and, and all this kind of stuff. And you go up through the Castle Age and finally to the Imperial Age. Yeah. You never get to Modern Age. But I've been addicted to this crazy game for so many years and you know what's the beautiful thing they keep updating it yes they keep adding these new um add-ons and upgrades and now they've come out with like the hd version of this my kids think i'm nuts right because <laughs> of all the games out there i'm playing this game that's like 15 years old from 1997 okay that's <laughs> how old is that that's 23 years old yes it is oh my god but anyway this new version they've just come out with a definitive edition you can get it on steam mm -hmm. uh that's you know if you're on uh windows and it is freaking amazing i i just can play that thing for hours like an entire night will go by, and it, it's awesome. Can I tell you a little secret? Okay. Uh, so back in the uh, mid-90s, Microsoft had a beta program uh, and an alpha program for games like this. I actually have an alpha copy of Age of Empires that still works on desk at home. I will bring it in for you. Oh, my God. That would be like my dream come <laughs> true. Done. Okay. We're going to have to take a break. When we come back, one more segment. It's App of the Week time. Stay tuned. You're back with the app show. Time for one last app. It's the app of the week. Graham, what do you got? So this is a, this is actually a software program that you can run on your computer, and it's not uh, an app so much as a, uh, a being part of a research program. There's something called folding at home. And I've been doing this since like 2006. Laundry? It's a little bit like that. It's protein folding. And basically what it is, it's a series of complex calculations that is done by the powerful computing hardware in your computer to help scientists do things like isolate how things like the coronavirus behave. And so Folding at Home is actually throwing its processing power at the coronavirus right now. Now, inside your computer, you've got your processor, which is pretty powerful. But in a lot of cases, your video card, if you've got a standalone video card or you've got one of the more complex integrated ones, it's really good at doing this kind of math. And so you load this uh, software program, this app on, and you join uh, Folding at Home and direct your software towards this program. Uh, what this will do is it will give your computing power to the program to help see if we can get closer to finding a, a vaccine for this. Uh, it's incredibly worthwhile. The PlayStation 3 actually launched a folding at home uh, app at one point and was incredibly helpful as they made strides towards getting some research done. So give this a shot, folding at symbol home. Look for that on Google. You'll be able to download it. That's all the time we have left. I want to thank all the folks that helped put the show together. Graham, Stephen, John, Christina, and the others. This is Mike Agarbo logging off. We'll see you again next time. 
You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at cknw.com, the Radio Player Canada app, Tune in, Amazon Alexa, HD Radio at 101.1 FM HD2, and on the AM dial, 980 CKNW.